and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Here at All That Film, we're not eating apples uh, because we love keeping Pete Doctor with us. Uh, hello and welcome to All That Film. We're talking about Pete Doctor's uh, filmography. I came up with that on the spot and now I'm regretting it. Um, but <laughs> really good. Uh, we got we got four films to talk about. I'm your host, Hay, and I'm joined with Todd, Margot, and Lindsay uh, to talk about these four films. And the four in question are Monsters, Inc., Up, Inside Out, and Soul. Um, and these are Pete Doctor's filmography. Just so you know, we're going to save Soul for the end. Uh, it's probably going to get into a couple spoiler things uh, pretty quick. We will let you know beforehand. Uh, but with that said, we'll get right into it with Monsters, Inc., uh, Todd, you're going to be first. Uh, what do you What do you think about Monsters Inc. and I guess Pete Pete's directorial debut for a feature? I've grown to like Monsters Inc. a lot more over the years. I think when I first saw it, I was too jaded and unable to appreciate Pixar films at that time. Uh, but uh, as I've grown a little older and watched it a couple more times, I I, I just really like it. It's nice sweet movie um the voice work is really good i like the world building it's fun i like that movie yeah nice uh margo what are your thoughts on on uh were you jaded when you watched <laughs> monsters <laughs> uh i think i was like eight so <laughs> probably not i love it's just such a fun movie, and I have a lot of nostalgia for it, so I am not jaded about it. The Monsters, Inc. Like, talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> I like this. And I okay. To be fair, I should preface this. Most of the Pixar movies, it's hard to be like, "Oh, this one's underrated," unless you're talking about like Brave, Cars Two, like some of the ones that are like kind of lesser. Monsters Inc. is the one in the like upper tier that I throw out. That like is a little. I think it's a little underrated because I just love it, and I feel like not as many people talk about Monsters Inc. as much as something like Finding. Uh, Finding Nemo or even Incredibles um, because I, I really like what this does. I think the dynamic of Sully and Mike Wazowski um, are just really enjoyable. And part of that, I think uh, you brought up uh, John Goodman and Billy Crystal are phenomenal, um, but also Steve Buscemi as Randall um, best casting ever. Pixar knows how to do this every single time. Um, and I just dig it. It's a, it's a fun family movie. Uh, about this weird little universe that they've created. Uh, but the one thing I will say is out of all of Pete Doctor's movies, I, I think there is consistency with the next three, which I, I, I'll get into more when we're talking about those. Uh, Monsters, Inc. does feel like an outlier in that it doesn't necessarily have like a grand question it's sort of asking or like a, a feeling. It's like putting as its theme throughout the film. I mean, there's there's some nice like heart to it, of course. And I'm saying this as someone who loves it, but I just thought that was interesting. But Lindsay, what are your thoughts on Monsters, Inc.? That's interesting because have you ever actually heard what the original pitch for Monsters, Inc. was? 
I have not. Um, it was supposed to be about an adult man who's haunted by like different monsters from his childhood, and like oh my each God. monster was a metaphor for like fears that he never dealt with. Um, and it was supposed to be Bill Murray. Wow. <laughs> so I feel like that is more in line with the rest of the movies that he's made. Yes. Um, but I love Monsters Inc. as it is. Um, it's my second favorite Pixar. Hey, sick, sick. So you also give Monsters Inc. the respect it deserves. Yeah, um, amazing. <laughs> I love it. I agree. It's not talked about enough because it's so good. And I feel like, like the animation still looks really good. Like all of Sully's little hairs and stuff, it holds up. Yeah, it still also, looks great. Yeah, yeah. The animation does. Because I'm not gonna lie, I rewatched every time I rewatch Incredibles. It's so most of the animation is still like pretty great. But there's some stuff like Jack running on water, like that looked gr- tremendous for the time. But it's like, oh, I've I've seen how y'all animate water now, and this yeah. ain't it, Pixar. Um, even Toy Story as well. Um, but no, I was just gonna mention as like a last point. I think like there's just a lot of iconic things that I wish like people talk about. Like I like Wazowski's one-liners. I, I'm. I'm fond of the 2319 bit just because, again, I was a child when I first watched this. So I was like, ha-ha, they're shaving that one. So, um, but yeah, good, good movie um, for the first one we're talking about. Movie good. Yeah, yeah. I think all of these are going to be, well, uh, well, we'll save one of our host thoughts for Soul and see uh, what they think. Um, but um, next we'll move to Up, uh, twenty. Oh, sorry, 2009's Up. Uh, Margo, you're up first. What are your thoughts on Up? I love Up. I think it's, like, one of Pixar's best movies. Obviously, the opening scene is sad as shit. And I think that, like, really started Pixar being like, oh, we can make people cry. And we're (laughs) gonna make people cry. That's our thing now. If you watch a Pixar movie, you will cry. So, I really like that. And I was also a child when this came out. Uh... I loved Russell and the dog and the bird. It was just all it's a it's a grand old time when you're a child and you're like, wow, look at all the things. It's pretty. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that you mentioned this was their first um real, real like, hey, we are gonna make you sob. Because this this definitely laid the groundwork for Toy Story 3, which came right after. Um yeah, no, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, this is actually, and I I haven't rewatched this in probably about seven years or more. Um, I don't know why that is. I think it's because this tidbit. It's my favorite Pixar movie, and like I'm I'm almost like a little worried to revisit it just because I've heard so many people. They're like, oh well, like. It's not that great after the first 10 minutes is a masterpiece, then the rest of the movie's fine. I'm like, I feel like to the people saying that, and maybe either of y'all might agree here in a sec with that claim. But to me, like the movie clearly like puts a message of this is how you move on and deal with grief. And I can understand like if you don't uh, enjoy the way like they present that because it's uh, like, I don't know, like, because it's too fun and more like animated movie type stuff. But I, I really love it because I think the character of of Carl um, is just tons of fun. And I think Carl and Russell, like that dynamic, uh, 
I'll take it a hundred times. Give me like a hundred variants of that. Also, uh, Doug, yeah, Doug. Uh, Doug is one of the best animated dogs uh, there is. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all my thoughts about Up. But I, I just mentioned the moving on from grief because I feel like that's the major like core theme. Um, but Lindsay, what are your thoughts on Up? Up is so good. Um, I wasn't a kid when this one came out. I was like in high school. So <laughs> Marco's <a> old. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but I don't know. It's so, I, you're so right about that one being the start of Pixar just trying to one-up itself on making us cry. I never thought about that before. Um, but yeah, no, I really like Up. I use, I have a lot of fond memories with it. Um, and yeah, I see that annoying criticism a lot where people are like, the first 10 minutes are good. Like, imagine just the first 10 minutes. That'd be such a... I don't know. I don't think I would like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, <I> like, <laughs> Like that would be just like, also uh, just tragedy porn just for the sake of it. Like I just like how it yeah, like, yeah. devolves into him like getting into hijinks to like that's how he moves on, you know? It's yeah. a cute movie. I love Doug, I love the bird, and the balloons are iconic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you mentioned, you know, the movie people actually want is a ten minute movie that is I guess is still being pitched to kids. <laughs> Really sad short film. Yep, and you have to explain mortality to nine year olds. (laughs) Yes. Um, But Todd, what are your thoughts on Up? I really, I love Up. Up is my favorite Pixar. Um, Yeah, came at the right time for me. I enjoy pretty much every element of it. I think the first 10 minutes are obviously very special, but I love the story. Like when I think about it, I think about the dog talking. I think about the crotchety old man. I think about the creativity of the balloons and how cool that looks. Uh, I also think this movie was a real breakthrough in terms of like animation being respected by adults. Where like, uh, like a lot of the Pixar movies were still kind of thought of as kids films that adults could enjoy where I feel like up was one of the first ones and it got recognition at the Academy Awards, I think too, where it's more just kind of uh, like, Oh no, this is a film adults truly would like just as much as kids. And I think eventually Pixar, it starts to set the stage for Pixar basically just making movies for adults now, I think almost, but uh, (laughs) it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, so I like it a lot. At this point, we just got uh, <laughs> adults dragging their kids to see Pixar movies. But I mean, obviously not this year, but just in general. Uh, this actually just you mentioned it, Todd. So I, I had to check just to be clear. This actually won best original score in 2010, um, oh, and it has so like, it, which is awesome. Pixar scores are incredible. Uh, now I, I will say, up is like iconic. Like I can think of it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'll actually I'll actually save it for Soul because uh, we're gonna we might have a little bit of heated debate of best score for the year, but yeah, no, it picked up uh, a couple of nominees, uh, even best uh, best film of the year um, and sound editing and screenplay. So yeah, I, I like that you mentioned that Todd because I know people were talking about like I remember my dad telling me a little bit about this like when Pixar was coming out, it was like, oh, like you were saying, it's like, oh, hey, you're not going to roll your eyes at this movie. And then DreamWorks, when they came out, they were viewed as like a more like edgier studio because Shrek, like he doesn't play by the rules or whatever like that. 
that's right. what they were going for. So yeah, um, I think this definitely set a tone for like, oh, hey, um, just because something's animated doesn't mean it's only for nine-year-olds. And most of the Academy was right. like, what? So yep. <laughs> uh, good, good realization for them. But uh, we'll move on to the third film from Peak Doctor um, that was co-directed uh, by Ronnie Del Carma. Uh, or Ronnie Del Carmen, sorry. Um, and I, someone co-directed uh, Up as well. Um, sorry, I forgot uh, who it was. Uh, dearest apologies. But Inside Out, uh, so here's the thing. Up is my favorite uh, Pixar movie. Uh, Inside Out is probably the one that like speaks to me the most. Uh, and part of this was just like the, the time this came out. Because I remember... I uh, wanted to see it in the theater early, and my sister was probably around the same age, maybe a little bit younger uh, than Riley in this movie. And it's about like a young kid like learning to grow up and deal with their emotions. And oh my god, I cried like five times in this movie, um, just because like it, just on a different level, it like emotionally like resonated with me, and and. I know this, okay, like out of context, this might sound like it's it's fun going to a movie that's like meant for a target audience that you aren't anymore and and they are loving it. And that definitely like accentuated this film because like the jokes that were like, haha, I'm bing bong the elephant and here's my tail or whatever. Like it, those aren't hitting me as what like as hard as like they probably would when I was like eight. But there's like a tons of eight year olds that are dying at it, and just that is like a joyful experience. There, there were some people I saw. This is a super bad take, but we don't have to talk about it too much. But I saw someone uh, a tweet right before I got on of someone being like, "Oh yeah, Soul. Like it makes sense why like it can be released on VOD because it's a very personal experience or whatever." I like watching Pixar movies in the theater. A because they look amazing. B because like. I think films that want to engage you emotionally, I like having an audience that also is emoting, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't know if that's weird or what, but yeah, no, I really dig this movie. I think it has a lot to say. I think this is the first uh, one that Pete Doctor like really looked inside himself to tell a movie like this, and it's such an interesting concept. I'll let Lindsay talk about it. What are your thoughts on on Inside Out? I know you're a big fan as well. I am, yeah. It's my favorite Pixar movie. I love it, hey. I love it so much. Um, I don't know if it just came out at the right time, but yeah, it's one of my favorite movie theater experiences that I've ever, ever had. Um, the second time that I saw it was. The first time was good, too, but the second time I was stoned. So it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was so, <laughs> so good. Um, I don't... I, you're so right. It's just like... I don't know if it's because it's for children, but the way it talks about mental health and breaks down, like, this is what you're feeling and why, it's just, it's done so much better than movies for adults. Like, I don't know. It's oh, for sure. So much empathy and like, understanding and, like, it's okay to feel like this. Everyone feels like this. And I don't know. I think it's such an important film. And it's, you're right, it's still, like, really fun for kids. And it's really funny because it's, it's so sad, but, like, Oh, like when they go to like when they become like abstract thoughts and stuff like that was hilarious <laughs> and it's just like it's a really funny movie and really heartfelt and there, there's stuff that really works for adults and stuff that really works for kids I think it's perfect I love it so much and like perfect yeah, the I... voice acting casting too like Bill Hader as fear like, 
Miss Disgust. Like, it's just so on point. <laughs> for sure. I, I like one of the points you, you said for sure. Um, that, like, this handles difficult themes for just flat out any movie to do. And it, like, ups what, like, <laughs> what's considered, like, drama films have been doing for, like, years. Um, yeah. And, like, I, I, I think part of that is because, and Pixar sort of always been this way but i think like this movie very respectfully is like we are not going to talk down to kids like you you are smart enough to understand this we know that so we're not going to be like here's your sad emotion and and uh we're gonna hammer home this uh 50 times so that way you get the message and it's like hey <laughs> kids don't need to be beaten over the head with messaging unless they're like two but <laughs> fact that they like even touched on like how sometimes happy memories can turn into sad memories and that's okay like that's just it seems like such a complicated idea but they did it in like such a simple way for kids to pick up on uh i love this movie so much yeah <laughs> oh man all right todd what are your thoughts on inside out generally my thoughts on inside out are very positive i think that i think the uh I think in many ways Inside Out, without teasing too much, works on levels that I think another film maybe doesn't work on as well. So like, I think the humor hits really well in this film. Um, and that's, you know, one of the things as an adult that I'm really like looking for when I watch these is I do want it to be like funny, snappy, but then also I like the messages about mental health. Uh, I think it's done really well. Uh, Lindsay said so much of it quite well so I, I mostly just agree with a lot of what was has already been said about it it's a sweet film I have pleasant thoughts about it for my personal taste and that's all I'm talking about here it's not really a criticism of the film sometimes Pixar is a little too sweet for me like the wholesomeness sweetness I can only handle so much of it because uh, yeah, I'm jaded that's me and so uh, I think that you know in that way it pushes the boundaries for me a little bit but I like it it's one of the better Pixar films films for me. Nice. Uh, Margo, what are your thoughts on Inside Out? Uh, hot take. I think it's just okay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh! I, <laughs> I think it, I don't know. I just didn't connect with it as much. Maybe I need to rewatch it or something, but like, I, like I like, like all the messages it has with like happy memories can be sad memories and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just didn't like it. I think it was like when I like watched it like when I was like a tween or something. So I was like, ooh, children's movies. I can't like those. And like, that's just still how I feel about it. So maybe I need to rewatch it, but I don't know. It just wasn't for me. But like, yeah. it's, I know that it's good. I just, I just don't think it's like one of the best ones. Yeah. Jaded. <laughs> yeah. Jaded <laughs> I'm Margo. jaded now. Um, I, I was just going to throw out, I, I could not find the actual, um, link to this clip of Pete doctor explaining uh, inside out. Um, but basically his daughter was around the same age of, as Riley when he came up uh, uh, with the idea. Um, and it was just him sort of trying to explain to her like all the emotions that were happening, like are okay. Um, and saying like, Hey, it's okay to be like sad. Sometimes it's okay to be happy. And then him sort of introspectively like wondering like, Oh, why am I, sad why am i happy and then coming up with a story like around that um I, I will say out of all the pixar movies uh that have been talked about and then eventually got sequels 
I kind of would like to see an Inside Out sequel just because I like this premise. Um, and maybe, maybe more or less, I just like seeing what they come up with with all the five emotions inside other people's heads. Um, just because I think that's something they could do creatively. But maybe there's not as much there. Uh, but we'll move on to the last of Pete Doctor's films. Uh, and this is going to be 2020's film, uh, Soul, uh, which stars a slew of talented people, um, including Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, uh, Graham Norton, uh, Questlove, uh Richard Ayode um, from the IT uh, TV series. But yeah, uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, and this is going to be least least spoilery thing about Soul uh, until we go to spoilers. Uh, but I'll let Lindsay go first. What were your thoughts about this movie? Soul was very good. Nice. What, what, was, <laughs> no, what, was, what was your favorite aspect of Soul? <laughs> oh no, I really, I really, really, really liked Soul a lot, and it made me tear up, which isn't like always easy for me to do in a movie. But the ending was uh, so powerful. Um, I feel like there are some valid criticisms of it that I have read since enjoying it. Um, but I don't think it has hindered my experience. I, I really, really like this movie. The message behind it was great. It just felt like like Pete Doctor really working out his feelings about life. Um, and just like, I don't know, I wasn't expecting to watch a Pixar movie that was like dissecting the meaning of life and what our purpose is, you know? Um, but it was really sweet. I don't think it works as a kid's movie, though. I feel like this movie is just straight up an adult film. I, like, I, can't, I, I can't see a child watching and enjoying this, you know? So it's really weird to see Pixar go in that direction. It's great that you point that out because I was wondering the exact same thing. I was like, like <laughs> I get like there's there's a cat, so theoretically, like maybe that's the comedic relief that they're like there are there but are this one jokes. wasn't funny to me. I don't know. Like the Jerry's <laughs> I, and Harry's were kind of the Jerry's and Terry was kind of funny. Like um, those were like those were like bit comedy. Like they're not necessarily as straight up. Like I mean, some of it was like, oh, this person's yelling, haha. But uh, no, I'm with you 100. percent I don't know if this is necessarily a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think this is one that I would put on for my niece and nephew because I think they would walk away within 10 minutes bored. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> then then we'll switch tones and we'll go uh, to the Grinch of this uh, c- Christmas <laughs> review. Uh, Todd, what are your thoughts on Soul? Um, I'm actually glad, Todd, I'm actually glad you didn't necessarily love this because I, like Lindsay was saying, I think there are some, some valid uh, and interesting takes about this movie. But what are your thoughts? I just think it was so aggressively fine and average. And so I'm trying to like, it's hard to talk about because it's one of these rare movies where like respectfully when people like really love it, I just can't, I, I actually watched it a second time uh, cause my, my daughter wanted to see it anyway. So we watched it a second time and I just don't connect to it. And I, I don't, I have trouble getting it uh, like the, the appeal of it. But like for me, I guess like my main thing is it's, I don't really connect to the characters very much. I didn't find 22 to be that interesting of a character, nor did I find like the main guy 
uh, Joe Gardner, like to have a real personality that I connected to, like, if that makes sense, like part of the film, I guess, addresses him being too myopic and what he cares about. So I guess that makes sense, but I just didn't connect to the characters very well. And we have to get into spoilers for this, but I personally, there's elements of the ending that I, I just don't like, and I think indicate some problems that like, Pixar's having with like tone and what they want to do because as was said already this just really isn't a kids film at all maybe I'm a kid but I even found it a little boring I guess like at certain parts like it's definitely not a kids film but to me it was also a little too like sugary sweet and simple for like what I'm looking for in an adult film so it's not that I hate this film it's just I was I was just very unimpressed by it it just feels like a normal film to me Interesting. Gotcha. And and uh, again, like you mentioned, uh, we'll probably unpack some of that in spoilers. It, it's one of those, both Wonder Woman and Soul, the two movies that have come out, hard to talk about them without spoilers for, uh, yeah. for differing, differing reasons. But Margo- I do recommend checking out the comment section on Todd's review. That's very fun. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) People do not like it if you don't like soul or if you have opinions on on certain things. (laughs) They are. There there was one. What was the oh no, it was the Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people do not like when you don't like Taylor Swift uh concerts. Oh God! Uh, Common said you were cruel. Yeah, that's, that's I know. Um, Margot, what what are your thoughts on that soul? Uh, so I am kind of with Todd. I definitely liked it more with than Todd did, but I, there are definitely a lot of problems I have with it that I can't go into without spoilers. But I thought the animation was very beautiful, and the way they rendered everything was very beautiful. I really liked uh, specifically like the texturing and lighting like in between the great beyond and the great before. That was fucking delicious. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh, so Pixar saw how good Spider-Verse did by having unique looking 3D animation. (laughs) And they were like, maybe we should do that, but not for a long amount of time so that people get mad that we didn't do it at all. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, I just like the animation. That's like the best part for me. Yeah, gotcha. I I almost wonder. This is what because I I threw it. My girlfriend doesn't really love Pixar's like photorealism that they're getting close to. Because there's again there's scenes in this where I'm like, this is just real life. Like it's yeah. sort of car- cartoonized, but like you are just capturing real life at this point. Yeah, I feel the same. I definitely liked how the great before looked way better than uh like new york like it just looked way too realistic and all the characters are like caricatures of like real people like they're definitely like cartoon people so it's just like a really weird like disconnect i feel like they're getting really close to like an uncanny valley situation where the environment looks really realistic but all the characters are like still cartoons yeah that's a similar thing with good dinosaur where like they had this breathtaking like animation for all all the textures of like their landscapes and water and i was like wow this is like national geographics and then you get the to the dinosaurs and they're like we're noodle characters and i was like oh 
Uh, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I really like Soul. Um, I will say while watching this movie several times, I was like, huh, interesting. But with that said, every single time that happened, something cool and emotional happened right after. Uh, and Pete Doctor is four for freaking four on making me cry in his movies. So again, he got me here twice, uh, which wasn't fun, but like obviously like was fun uh, because you know, hey, it's it's cool to emote. We learned that from Inside Out. Uh, but um, I I actually really like Jamie Fox as a uh, as a vocal uh, artist or like a a voice actor. Um, so. For him to be in this, I I can actually see where you're coming from, Todd. Um, but I just I think I just bought a little bit more of the character because I I do like Jamie Fox. Um, I actually didn't know 22 was Tina Fey. I do have a, a couple of problems uh, with that character specifically. But with all that said, I think some of the stuff this movie is doing or what it's like setting out to try and either convey or try to honestly make its audience question stuff uh, is really freaking cool. I don't know if it necessarily gets there, but ultimately it, it doesn't matter to me in that regard because I still really enjoy the experience. Um, but we're sort of dancing around this a little bit too much. So, so we'll do uh, a couple ratings. Todd, what would you give this out of 10? Five. Okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, and don't don't send Todd mean messages on, on Letterboxd. Uh, no, either. it's so <laughs> They're really funny to read. <laughs> but the best is the best is the and I've I've done this on the art of self-defense comments a couple times, but the best is the just okay. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite of the Todd responses. Um, but Margo, what Margo, what would you give this out of ten? Uh, like a 7.5. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I'd probably go 8.4, 8.5-ish, maybe a 9 on a rewatch, depending on how I feel about a couple things. Um, but uh, actually, just throwing this out there because um, they're going to be talked about in contention. Uh, this and Wolfwalkers are super freaking close for me. Uh, obviously, Todd and Margo, you, you guys have Wolfwalkers. Uh, higher at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, yeah, no, I think it's really cool that we have like, a, I hope it's a genuine race. That would be cool for best animated film. But I think, oh, the thing I was going to mention to you, Margo, uh, of the scores for this movie, uh, this and Wolfwalkers, which one would you take? Oh, I think Souls is better. I, this, this really? Score is really good. Honestly, really I don't really good. remember the score in Wolfwalkers that much except for the Running with oh. the Wolves song. Oh, how dare that's you. like the so soundtrack good. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's more, that's but like soundtrack. I watched this, Wolf Walkers yeah. like two months ago, so. Yeah, the yeah, of course. I saw it like, the year. Yeah, I saw it like two weeks ago. But Lindsay, what would you give Soul out of 10? Oh, 9 out of 10, baby. It's so good. Hey! Uh, <laughs> wow, we actually straight up went chronologically. Um, funny how that works. Um, but hey. Soul spoilers, spoilers for Soul. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. we're doing spoilers discussion now. Um, is that okay? Mm -hmm. You might get spoiled if you want to stay in this room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A literal spoiler warning for uh, in the real life as this is going on. Um, so meta. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, Todd, I'll actually let you go first on a couple spoilers, uh, just because I I feel like you got a couple things you want to address before. Um, but go for it. So one is. I just want a movie where a black person is allowed to stay a black person the whole time yeah, during the movie. That's what I was going to say. Nobody like, or that's what some of the comments that people made about my point. So it doesn't necessarily impact my score of it, but I just want Disney and Pixar to consider just that just once that uh, like as a, as an idea for a film. Second, I don't like that they let him go back at the end personally. Like there's issues I have uh, with that particular choice. I think it undercuts. It really just felt like, uh, oh, and everything. I know you you just kind of got built up in this whole emotional thing. And I know we've come to terms with this. And I know we we think this is about to happen, but never mind. Happy ending. There you go. Have fun. And yeah, it just like, felt it's so undercutting of like what was built up, and it it really impacted it impacted my score at least a little bit in that like I I didn't like it. And some people would say, well, you can't do that in a kids film. But as we established, this is this is really not a kids, not film. A kids yeah. film. Yeah, kids kids would not find this interesting for the most part. Yeah, and they kill Ellie at the beginning of Up, like. So clearly they can kill people. But like my problem with the ending was he already got back into his body and like they I guess there was no problem because no one was going after him. And then he comes back of his own volition through the zone. And then suddenly they're like, Oh, he can't go back to his body. He was he didn't die. He didn't die again. No, he went there willingly. He gave up the Earth Pass because he twenty two gave him an Earth Pass, so that's how he got back into his body. I don't and then care. He gave it, back it was dumb. <laughs> it was stupid. Lindsay is Lindsay is t- <laughs> Lindsay is right, but it's kind of convoluted. Dumb. How they established that, I will. Yeah. But, but like, can I defend the ending a little bit though? Because I on like, I think that the point of the movie wasn't that he needed to accept that he had to die. Like, the point of the movie was that he needed to live his life to the fullest. He wasn't doing that, becoming so, like, obsessed with the piano. So I feel like if he died at the end, it wasn't necessarily following the theme that they had set up, which is, like, he's not noticing the little things and enjoying his life. He's so one-minded that he's not. So I feel like him going back just kind of follows the theme that they had been setting up. And I don't think I would have been satisfied if he died, because we didn't get to see him take all those lessons that he learned and, like, apply them. We would just see him die, and I yeah, I, don't know. I have no I problem with him going back. It. it was just the way I, they did it. I I will not necessarily disagree, but just as like a, a point of discussion, I guess. On top of that, Lindsay, I I liked what the film was saying that because I I agree with you. I think it is trying to say, oh, you were missing out because you were so obsessed with jazz. And playing the piano, you weren't talking to someone who who supposedly was one of your really good friends and your barber. And like a 22, like made a genuine connection with that person just with like 30 minutes in like your body. Um, but the thing I will say is I think I think the movie, what it's trying to say at the end and where I kind of like i'd say like 10 percent side with todd because i'm again i'm still in the camp where it's like ah movie made me feel movie good uh but 
Um, the ending where he's playing the piano and he's remembering all of these, because at first he's remembering the emotions and feelings uh, that 22 uh, experienced uh, in his own body, which like is cool. But then he, he starts, I just remember the subtle change where like his mom's like giving him a bath or something like that. And then it goes mm -hmm. through all of these different moments as well. And he's in, I, I think that is doing is it's answering previous thing that he said to his mom where he's like if i don't like do music i don't have a purpose and he's like oh well i was an idiot for thinking that because i've lived like a really good life but i do yes. i do the thing is i do agree with you Lindsay. i think it would be a little weird of messaging to be like all right time to die now <laughs> so well can i defend that point go for it yeah, I get I get what you're talking about. Like to me though, I think this just gets to my general issue I have sometimes with Pixar, which is I, I think the films just aren't for me. Like uh mm -hmm. in terms of like sentimentality and like how they work with uh some of the messaging because I found it somewhat powerful at the end. Like when he was going to die, I liked that he had realized he had lived a good life. And I thought that was some of the messaging that was coming in, that he actually had lived a good life. He had done all these things. I do understand that part of it was about him not appreciating it enough. But when he was going to kind of move to the great beyond or, you know, just kind of go off into peace, there was something about that that left me feeling at the moment like, oh shit, I got to get my life together. You know what I mean? Like I got to get my <laughs> life together. I got to do something. And then when they're like, we decided you're going back. I was like, ah, eh, I get a redo. I'll be fine. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Maybe that's just a sick response, but yeah. <laughs> I just really like the moment at the end when he's like walking out of his house and like looks up at the sky. So he's just like, okay, like I'm going to start living now. Like, I love the speech that Dorothea gave him, too, about, like, the fish that was, like, where's the ocean? And you're, like, you're oh, already in the so ocean. Oh, it's so good! So yeah. good! It made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, so like, like, normally... Was... So I feel like oh, it was I... just leading up to that moment where he was just like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm living my life, and I, I like this, and I'm a good teacher, and I like music, and I can be a well-rounded human. <laughs> yeah for sure uh, I, I i like that you brought i was gonna talk about that specific thing because the thing is like i feel like I, I think i've actually heard that before but the way they do it because i'm gonna reference a movie that uh doesn't do this well where tomorrowland and uh x-men new mutants both of them do the oh well there's two wolves and you feed one of them and then once it depends on on which wolf you feed or what and like that's so like i feel like ham-fisted for what like that quote on its own is supposed to be whereas this like made perfect sense like he was talking about he's like oh well like is this it like is this everything and then she sort of stopped like she i feel like she sees like the the weird like void that it's that's immediately like put inside him when he's like, wait, this was supposed to be everything. And she's like, it is everything. You're just not seeing it. Like, yeah. Uh, so I, I really like that. I'm glad you brought that up, Lindsay. Um, just uh, as it, as, okay. So a couple of things, a couple of scenes that I wanted to bring up. I do a hundred percent agree with. Uh, so Margot brought up on Wolfwalkers. I, I stayed away from 
everything about this movie. So I had nothing going in. So when Margot said, uh, I believe it was Pixar needs to stop putting black people inside of animals. I was like, huh, I thought this movie was about like feelings or whatever, but uh, interesting. And for about like an hour, I was like, oh, I guess Margot like didn't know what the movie was about or whatever. Uh, and then he's put inside. No, no, no. Like, because in the trailer, <laughs> no, like, is, it didn't show him as a cat. Like, it was just no, like him as yeah, the inside out cry. guy. And I was like, they need to stop making black people like animals or inanimate objects. And then they did both. And I was like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's And then they put the voice of a white woman in a, a black woman. person. Yes. <laughs> and then all the comments are like, um, well, in the movie, she says, like, I'm like, this is just like a perception of your reality. And like, I just yes. sound like a white woman because it's comfortable to you. That is fucking lampshading. And they just like said that so people wouldn't yeah. be mad. But I'm still mad. I know what you're doing, Pixar. <laughs> I know no, what you're doing. Valid. Yeah, no, when that happened specifically, I was like, okay. The, the thing I said in my head, because again, I actually didn't know it was Tina Fey while I was watching it. I said, I am not sure about this, but surely 22 is the voice of a, a black person, hopefully, but maybe even a person of color. And then lo and behold, I look it up. I'm like, oh no, it's Tina Fey. It's like one of the worst <laughs> white women, like... Right? Didn't she do blackface? <laughs> Did blackface, like literally. It all my favorite comment on Todd's so... my favorite comment on Todd's review was like, ugh, this is just like reading Twitter. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, I could uh, a lot of the things because the thing is like when Margot said that, I was like, oh well like I don't know, maybe most people like turn into animals in movies or whatever. But this movie, like specifically, I was like, hey, a majority of this movie is like, like at the barbershop or at the jazz uh, concert. Like all of these like core moments. It's like, did you have to put Tina Fey in uh, Joe Gardner's body? And then and, like she's like doing a better job at living than he is. Like, let yeah, him live yeah. his life. <laughs> um but okay i have i have a couple things that i wanted to bring up as positives before i get into some of the weird uh it's more nitpicky stuff but it it is spoiler related one of the things that i really like that like kind of got to me is when he's uh back for the first time or oh he's trying to find 22 um and he's talking about he's like oh yeah or no no no, sorry he's he's about to go back to earth because 22 gave him the earth badge uh and he talks to one of the Jerry's and the Jerry said, or he says like, Oh, what was 22's like purpose? Like what was her spark? And he was like, Oh, what do you mean? Like sparks and purposes aren't the same thing. And he, he was just so like into the idea that, that Oh, this is my purpose. When they were like, Oh, well you don't even like understand life. Like you don't have to have a purpose to exist. I was like, oh, shoot, this is not a kid's movie. (laughs) That's such such like a a deep idea to just throw in as like a kind of, I mean, it's not like an offhanded thing because he's really like reflecting as he's going back down to earth. Um, But I really like that. Um, Were there any like key scenes y'all wanted to bring up as like positive spoilers? I just liked how the Jerry's and Terry looked. Like, I, the, their character design was so cool. And I I was, like, watching the, like, 
behind the scenes like extras they have on Disney Plus for it, and they did not explain how they modeled them in 3D, and I'm very upset. I want to know how they. Uh, they're, they're not giving away their secret. <laughs> no, like they they talked about it a little. Like they said, like they made like actual wire, like sculptures of them, and like Ooh. shown a light over them so that their shadows like moved and stuff, which was really cool. But it didn't. It, they did not explain how they animated them, and I wanted to know. <laughs> um, did anybody else have a couple of uh, also I just realized uh, Dorothea is Angela Bassett yes. uh, which is awesome um, great job yeah yeah. but are there any other scenes y'all want to I, I, I really like the initial uh, just as another one I really like the initial jazz sequence where he's getting like really lost in it because you see that with his, his student beforehand and I think they handle that like pretty well uh, of him being a teacher and then he's going and getting like truly lost in his art. Um, but yeah. Uh, lost in the sauce. Yeah. Never get lost in the sauce. Uh, Joe, <laughs> come on. That's rule number one. Oh, I guess he actually, um, in, in some ways, that's how he falls into the, into the manhole. He got lost in the jazz sauce. Literally, <laughs> yeah. He needs to watch where he's going. Does he does for sure? Oh man! Um, are there any other uh, scenes y'all want to talk about? Um, this isn't really a scene, but I just really like the way they captured like the feeling of New York. Like it just felt like so. It really made me miss pre-pandemic city life, like so much. <laughs> I miss yeah. it. I miss the feeling of being in a city. Um, I miss like going outside and breathing in fresh air. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't, I just really liked the energy of really the whole movie but yeah yeah they, they captured the rat stealing the pizza what more <laughs> what more do you need <laughs> it made me want pizza so fucking badly and all the pizza around me is disgusting i i'm so sad oh yeah there's a lot of places that close down in i live my next area. to little italy and the pizza there sucks. <laughs> Oh wow, we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit of the little Italy people coming at our podcast. This is my now, hot right? take. If anyone in Cleveland, you know the pizza or East, <laughs> East Cleveland, the pizza is Garbo. You heard it here first. Oh my god. If it's someone got nothing from, on Massachusetts pizza. If someone from East Cleveland happened to make it into the soul spoiler discussion, <laughs> <laughs> let Margo know. But <laughs> one of the things I was gonna throw out um that i uh really enjoyed um is i i like the whole like teaching aspect of like i don't know because i was i was a little worried that the movie was like uh being a teacher sucks which like kind of get a little bit because like I, i've talked to like art teachers and and like music teachers and they're like oh this isn't really like the first thing that i wanted to do but at the same time like He's he's good at being a teacher. Like the kids mm -hmm. are just bad, <laughs> right? Well, I, I think I almost. Oh, go for it. Well, I think weirdly enough, like I would have enjoyed because this movie isn't very long at all. It's it's really only an hour and thirty minutes because there's fifteen minutes of credits because of Disney Plus. Like, but it's it, because they it's show foreign. They work on they, movies. Lots well, no, but they show movies. foreign credits as well. Yeah, they show so, the job credits and stuff. Uh, yeah, and oh. so they, for all the countries. So that's why it takes so long. But I would have liked... I was sitting through that for so long for a second end credits. 
<laughs> no, I would have loved even like an extra 10 minutes of just seeing him in his world, if I'm being honest, like at the beginning. Because uh, sure. one of my issues with the film was that I just never felt like I got a good sense of him as like a person other than him being kind of neurotic and liking jazz. But like I wanted... I don't know. I wanted like a bit more of a feel of like his environment. And I feel like a lot of what Pixar does is some good writing of like just people. And I think I just wanted more of that at the beginning um, uh, of the film to set him up so that some of those scenes could have a little more impact. Like when um, he hears the student almost quit and then play the thing and then decide that they want to stay. I felt like that could have had more like emotional resonance if it was just set up a little better. That's just me. Cause like, as uh, I said, I didn't hate this film. I just feel like it could have been a lot better. I, so the one thing I'll actually piggyback on that. Cause this, this is what I was going to talk about as a semi gripe. Uh, maybe this is just because I love this actor uh, on it. I think it's one of the best parts of the Jimmy Fallon show. I love Questlove. Um, I think he's, it was so cool to be like, Oh, Questlove's going to be in this. Awesome. Um, I think they really could have done something special with that character of like a student who's sort of like gotten a little big and gotten like a big break wanting to help out his teacher. And they could have like caught up before the jazz uh, night or something like that. I think they could have had a 10 minute conversation that would have, I agree with you, Todd, or maybe even like five minutes. I think it could have been beneficial um, for the later parts of the movies. Now, Another positive that I was going to talk about. Um, I actually really like the way they handle, like, what would basically a newborn do if they were, like, implanted into, like, a human be like, a grown man's body. Um, right. Even though, like, again, we've, we've talked about why it's, like, super sus the way they did it. But I like the idea of, like, all these, like, Feelings and senses and all that stuff just being like, oh god, this is gross. I hate this. Like, um, so I like the way they kind of presented that at the very start of of twenty two, like being in the body and then trying like pizza for the first time or feeling wind or like all of these things are like shocking because like I don't know. Normally, like it's like, oh hey, I'm gonna like feel around things and then I'll figure out sight. Uh, and then you like level up as a human being or whatever. I thought they handled that pretty well. I don't know how you guys felt about that. Yeah, I did like that aspect. I feel like their problems could have been solved if 22 had just like fallen. I don't know, just like a different coma patient's body or something like that. You know, and they had to try to like work out how to get her, get her back up to the great before or something. I don't know. Anything other than her falling into his actual body. I don't know. Because I did like her walking around and learning what Earth is and what feelings are like, like genuine like touch and taste and smell. Like I thought that all of that was really great. It was just like questionable. Uh, Lindsay, to your point, when you were like, "Oh yeah, it was weird." Like I, I was cool with like twenty two being in a body. The cat was there, so I was like, "Oh cool, twenty two is gonna be the cat." And then immediately, I was like. Oh wait, this is this is a Pixar movie. Of course, we need hijinks or whatever. But I don't know. I kind of would like like him taking care of this uh, cat as like a, an emotional support animal, um, mm -hmm. and like showing 
someone the world like throughout and the cat being like super weird um and him still like doing his life and not like wanting to just straight up leave this person because i think the movie could have switched a little bit to be like oh well you're what you're like amazing at is you're an incredible teacher and you're an incredible like person to show to show passion to people um which he does in the movie so i mean they kind of already that a little bit they just didn't necessarily like bang you over the head with it and tell you flat out about it um i will also say while he is funny um i think you could honestly probably keep this at the same runtime and i don't remember his name but if you take out the guy who's only counting the terry that's counting the whole movie yeah um some of those scenes are probably a five minute segment and another one that you could maybe throw out uh, I don't know how you guys felt about this, so maybe I'm I'm on my own here. Uh, but the the weird Moonwind guy, uh, I, I thought Moonwind. I thought okay, I thought Moonwind was funny. I I liked some of what it was going for. Um, but I don't know. It almost felt like it. There there either needed to be like five minutes more of Moonwind or or something, like yeah. just a minute or like two. Moonwind is uh, he's a funny character. Uh, he was connected to in the in the beyond or whatever it's called. But no, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I just it's the rare movie that I would have been fine with it being about 15 minutes longer, even and just having more development in just different areas. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I'm trying to think if I have of their of oh um i was gonna mention as as another one like a weird character that didn't get screen time uh they bring up a character called paul uh, who's voiced by davi diggs and then he gets like zero screen time besides oh hey this is gonna be the most trauma-filled human being in the earth now <laughs> because that part was funny I mean, it was funny, but I was like, wait, is this character never coming back up? No, I didn't they needed to bring him back. Yeah, I wanted him to be at the jazz club or something. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> oh, is, is Davi Diggs rapping at the end? I don't know. Okay, I, I need to check that next time I go through because like, I skipped through the credits because I was trying to get through like credits one. And then there was just rapping, and I was like, this kind of sounds like Davi Diggs. Hope it is. That would be cool. So, uh, uh, But do you guys have any other spoilers before we wrap this up? Yeah, good. I'm good. Okay, cool. And that's going to do it for another episode. Uh, to anybody that stuck around, uh, again, East Cleveland is what we're looking for here. You got to let us know uh, your thoughts on the pizza. <laughs> well, like, if they've lived in East Cleveland their whole life, then that's all they know. And that's really unfortunate Ooh. because it's like, it's like, awesome. it's like school wow. lunch pizza. Awesome. Oh, oh. It's like so thick. Like, I just want some thin crust pizza. Specifically. End end of the episode. You've seen Soul. You got to the spoilers. But. You don't live in East Cleveland. You moved to East Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what we're man. looking for now. Or like, yeah. as long as you've like been somewhere else and had pizza that wasn't from East Cleveland, I can't speak for the rest of Cleveland. 
because I don't have a car, but it's it's well, not dang, good here. It's rough. That's gonna be what East Cleveland makes fun of you for. <laughs> I, I don't care. Pedestrian. is bad. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.